How's your special Christmas version of the theme coming along? <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> uh, about as well as my special ver- uh, Halloween version of the theme. <laughs> well, that's good then. <laughs> so are you all set for Christmas? Uh, not entirely. No? Well, no, it's, I still it's coming to, fast, uh, dude. <laughs> well, I think I pretty much have the shopping done, but I... Mm-hmm. I need to pick up some uh, food to take to family gathering. Right. Are you all uh, wrapped? Everything all wrapped? No. (laughs) What else do you do on Christmas Eve? You wrap your stuff on Christmas Eve? I have. Oh, I was like, you made it sound like that's your tradition. (laughs) It used to be, I guess, growing up. I don't know. I I am not familiar with that tradition. That, That is not our tradition. Okay. Well, however, that's our show. Oh, come on, you didn't gain that much weight. Hey, wait a minute. What are you trying to say? As far as I'm aware, I haven't gained any, but who knows? You're not Santa Claus? That's what I'm trying to say. Not yet. Yeah, and I'm still coloring the beard, so it's not gray or white or whatever yet. (laughs) I'm working on it. It's also not long enough, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we're here this month to discuss Christmas movies in our first ever Christmas episode extravaganza. Well, at least for this show. Oh, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about our other show. Okay. Or is that just going to be our New Year's resolution that we won't talk about our other show? That actually sounds like a good idea. There you go. Let's Does resolve we to should... move forward into the future and concentrate on this show only. Yes. And, and maybe get some stuff done a little bit more ahead of time than we have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one absurd. thing at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> Resolutions are made to be broken. That that they are. That they are. <laughs> So, yeah, as I said, we're going to talk about Christmas movies uh, and we're going to discuss our personal top five Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, but of course, there might be some questions as to really what constitutes a true Christmas movie. I I suppose that's true. Well, I mean, we're we're talking about uh, movies, so not like uh, television specials, so stuff like, you know, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, I guess Emin, no, is, is Emin Otter, is that a full movie? I'm, now I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen that one. What is it? Emin Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I missed that one. You're not familiar one. with that? Oh, oh I got I to gotta pull that out. <laughs> Otter. It, it was a Muppet uh, special, but I can't remember if it was a movie. It's apparently based on a children's book. I had no idea. But that was uh, this 1971 movie. It was a 1977 television special. Em and Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Okay, I've learned it, something today. It's it's fairly entertaining. It's got really good uh, Muppets, Muppet Otters. <laughs> oh, so Otters and really Otters, okay. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, and and they're kind of quasi, I mean, I guess they're more realistic than a lot of Muppets. They almost look like Otters. <laughs> I've never heard of this at all. And apparently it's narrated by Kermit the Frog. I don't remember. It's been years since I've seen that one. It's not one that I recall ever really get coming up. 
Oh, that was a one hour TV special. So so that wouldn't count because that's a TV special. So anything, you know, like these one hour, half hour TV specials. So like the original, eh. the, the, the Grinch with uh, with uh, Boris Karloff. Right. Or Frosty the that, Snowman. Or... Yeah. Frosty the Snowman, which frankly, I think is horrible. Um, we won't get into that. <laughs> uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. All, none, of, none of that. None of that Rankin and Bass stuff. No Heat Miser, Cold Miser. None of that. So so that's out. So that's not okay. what we're looking at. But I think we should still include like f- feature length TV movies, whether they were like, you know, aired on regular TV or uh, streaming. I think that's fair game. Well, <laughs> in that case, probably the Hallmark Channel has you covered. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, of course, that would have to make it into the top five. And I'm not even sure I've ever seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. Have you ever seen any of them? Parts of them, but not necessarily yeah. by choice. They just seem to get made fun of all the time. I mean, <laughs> and they seem so like that they all have this share the same plot. I think so. Just yeah. different characters and slightly different circumstances or biographical details. But yeah, that's probably all just the same story. Yeah. So those, I, uh, spoiler alert, none of those will be in my top five. <laughs> I don't think I so, can name one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what, like, I know there's definitely been some streaming premieres, like just this year that, uh, what's the one with uh, Will Ferrell and- uh, Oh, I forget. What what's his face? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I know which one you're talking about, but I'm drawing yeah, a blank. People are screaming at the radio, the radio or the phones <laughs> or- Whatever the kids are listening to podcasts on these days, their podcast device. I think it might have jingle. Uh, not jingle know. on the way. <laughs> no, I forgot about but, that one until just now. Yeah, but there was also like uh, jingle. Speaking of jingle, there was a movie called Jingle Jangle that premiered on Netflix a few years ago. Uh, what else? There's another one this year, I think. That was on Netflix that I cannot recall the name of. Anyway, there was my a, point is that like that th- those movies, those are still movies. So those count. There was a theatrical release that I haven't seen yet, but <laughs> maybe it would fit our controversial list. Violent Night. Violent Night. <laughs> See, now there's a lot of like definite movies it has santa claus in it he's like the main character but that's well what about like silent night deadly night yeah right there have been a lot of there have been a lot of christmas horror movies and i guess if you're gonna call that like i see that's the thing like what what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie well that's been a question for the ages hasn't it i guess it has (laughs) so maybe we should discuss that before we launch into our top five we may need to make some changes to our top fives nah (laughs) (laughs) well i mean there's the one factor of when the movie takes place does it just happen to be during christmas and how integral to the plot is that timing well and also like does it have to take place during christmas in order to be a christmas movie could you have a christmas movie that takes place in you know, August. I guess it depends on whether you're going for, is it a case where it's maybe a movie that has become associated with Christmas based on when it tends to get aired, even though it doesn't really directly have to do, I'm thinking of an example like Wizard of Oz tends to get aired around the holidays. 
I guess. Maybe mm. not so much Christmas. Maybe it's earlier Yeah, I think than that's that. more Thanksgiving. Okay. I, that used to be on Thanksgiving. What was the other one? Uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. And, used and these... to always be air around Thanksgiving, but that's neither one of those are Thanksgiving movies. No, they you don't. Know, what, well, here's an example of a, a of a movie that I feel is just associated with Christmas that does not take place during Christmas and really isn't a Christmas movie is the uh, Disney animated Frozen. A okay. lot of people associate it with Christmas because – I believe it was originally released around Christmas time. And it's kind of wintry. It's wintry. There's all this snow and, you know, the freaking title is Frozen. But Christmas doesn't even seem to occur in that world. Although they did make a Christmas special, I think. Like Olaf's Frozen Christmas or something like that. But see, to me, not a Christmas movie because it's got nothing to do with Christmas at all. It's just kind of by association. Yeah. Um, Another one... You know, we've got this list of controversial Christmas movies, and I'm like going down the list, and I feel like most of them take place during Christmas, or at least partially during Christmas. Well, that's another aspect. Um, There are cases of movies that take place over an extended period of time, and some of that period of time happens to be during Christmas. Right. And I think that can work for a Christmas movie. Oh, here's another one. Edward Scissorhands. Does any of that take place during Christmas? I think part of it did, but I it's been a while since I've seen it, so I forget for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know the whole thing was like creating snow with him at the end with the scissors and the ice sculptures and everything. And that's supposed to be I, I like, I, I guess it's, it's, you know, a vision of the create first creation of snow. All right. <laughs> but is that, but I mean, is Edward Scissorhands a Christmas movie? I'd say probably not from what I remember of it. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Another argument might be the Harry Potter movies. They pretty much all take place over the course of a school year and Christmas inevitably inevitably comes up in the middle of that as a key event. Yeah, and they do definitely like have scenes that are Christmassy. They have the... uh, the the Christmas sweater thing and they have going to Hogsmeade during Christmas and all of that kind of stuff. But I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to really call any of the Harry Potter movies a Christmas movie. Well, again, it's association because a lot of those movies came out around Christmas time when they were released theatrically. Yeah, but that does not make it a Christmas movie. No, but I'm just pointing out I that think, it's similar I think it to can the... lend itself to that. Right. So I'm not going to use off our list. We have like a dozen on here. I'm going to I'm going to track what we're doing here. Frozen's out. Edward Scissorhands is out. Harry Potter's out. Fair enough. Oh, so but we're, we are saying that it doesn't necessarily have to take place during Christmas. Right. I guess because that's what I, we're saying. I can't think of anything. But if you had like there, there's got to be like a Christmas in July kind of thing where it's a Christmas movie, but it takes place in July. But they're talking about Christmas in July. So maybe that could qualify. Maybe it does. I can't think of any movies that fall into that category, but I'm sure Hallmark has one. I'm trying to think (laughs) of a movie that, like, if it didn't take place during Christmas, or at least part of the movie didn't occur during Christmas, would I call it a Christmas movie? Would you call it a Christmas movie? I think I'd be pretty hard-pressed to do that. I think I'd say it has to at least partially take place during Christmas. Or have some sort of a thematic connection to it. Yeah. Maybe. Or does it have to be like... Well, by that I mean if it takes place in a world that is kind of somewhat fantasy-based, but has a theme that 
kind of resonates with a Christmas theme. Like Life Day? <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Although we can't count Star Wars Holiday Special anyway, because that was a TV that's, special. That's a TV special, yes. Have you ever tried to watch that, by the way? Not all of it. So maybe just a little teeny little snippet. Yeah, of it. you can find all of it on on YouTube. But I have tried to just watch the whole thing. I think it was either last Christmas time or the year before. I sat down and tried to watch the whole thing. It, just because I'm like, oh, this is funny. I'll laugh at it. Oh my god, it's so painful. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. It's just bad. It's not that it's just like embarrassing and silly. It's just so bad. Can't even be enjoyed ironically. No, I could not. So yeah, I, I, I was kind of going to get to to what you were saying, where if it's you know a fantasy world that has a Christmas equivalent, or like I would still count like a Kwanzaa movie or a Hanukkah movie, something that takes place during a winter holiday. All right, I think that's the the, the criteria we're settling on for that. How about Boxing Day? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I guess a Boxing Day movie could qualify. I think even in the right context, a Thanksgiving movie could qualify. Because uh, Thanksgiving like, kind of leads into Christmas. You got like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that ends with Santa Claus. Right. So the end of Thanksgiving is kind of the beginning of the Christmas season. Used to be until the commercials started showing up the day after Halloween. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Thanksgiving's getting pushed aside. But I mean, I, I, I wouldn't call a Halloween movie necessarily a Christmas movie. Which I guess brings us to the obvious question. With one the exception. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. That's the thing. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? Why That's not? That's one of the more controversial <laughs> ones. Really? Yeah, I think so. Because in my opinion, it is not. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. I haven't I seen it in a while. So, I mean, it is about Jack taking over Christmas. But all thematically, it's all like from Halloween Town, and it's all the right. Halloween stuff taking over Christmas. I believe, unless this is just some sort of old wives' tale. Well, I guess it couldn't be a young wives' tale because that movie's not that old. But that's almost thirty years old, I think. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll call it. Uh, maybe this is just apocryphal. We'll use the fancy word. So maybe this is just apocryphal. But I have heard that Tim Burton's inspiration for the movie or i'm not even sure if it was tim burton because it was a uh, henry selick that wrote it and i have heard that the inspiration was stores that had their halloween and christmas decorations up at the same time because they do generally lead right from halloween into christmas now yeah in stores so i've heard that's the inspiration for the movie makes sense yeah so it's kind of halloween taking over christmas except I guess in the stores it would have been Christmas kind of the other way around Halloween yeah, the other way yeah. around but my point is like all of the aesthetic is all Halloween yeah it's very macabre and, and, and kind of stuff. except for the first time that Jack goes into Christmas town and sees what it's like you know the whole what's this um before they take it over yeah before Jack takes over for Santa and and ruins everything <laughs> but so my argument is that the nightmare before Christmas is not a Christmas movie so I have not listed that in my top five. I don't know that it necessarily would have been in my top five. But yeah, I, The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. Okay, you're, you're, you're putting your foot down on that one. I, 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 that, that's my opinion. I, you know, you're saying you haven't seen it recently enough. No, I haven't. 
But, but I kind of get the sense that if I think about the movie, I think more about the macabre aspects, the Halloween sort of theme aspects of it mm-hmm. versus the Christmas aspects of it. Yeah. And I know I, I, I've heard people say it's both. But damn it, you've got to choose. It's one or the other. It can't be both. Maybe that's why I never watch it, because it doesn't fit into a holiday cleanly. <laughs> yeah, I usually watch it around Halloween time. Uh, that one and uh, one of my other Halloween movies, E.T. It's another good Halloween movie. Ah, yes. Yeah. And of course, anything remotely scary also fits into Halloween. But anyway. Well, that has so... its whole other category. We already talked about that two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're saying that it does need to take place partly during christmas which that's i guess the nightmare before christmas does qualify on that count because i guess it's perpetually christmas in christmas town is it perpetually christmas now that i'm thinking about it i don't think <laughs> maybe it is well b- because they talk about the movie opens with halloween and then they talk about preparing for next year's halloween so even though the towns are themed to the holiday i think the holiday itself still occurs only once a year i guess that's not really important at some point it's christmas in that movie so it does qualify there now available if it's broke the new album from singer-songwriter jim balseric If It's Broke by Jim Balseric. Climbing the charts via streaming on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Pandora, and Deezer. Also available for download at Bandcamp, CoBuzz, Amazon, and iTunes. We're back. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's probably just another five second break anyway but here we are and we're still trying to determine what christmas movies are actually christmas movies should we discuss the 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 big one next the big one the big controversial one that everybody talks about everybody argues whether it's a christmas movie oh what one would that be glenn well here uh we'll play a clip is it named after a battery well here we'll play a clip from its star now please listen very carefully Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. So yippee ki yay to all of you motherfuckers. Good night. So, so yeah, so Bruce better. Willis, uh, the, the movie, of course, is Die Hard, and Bruce Willis himself argues that it is not a Christmas movie, it's a Bruce Willis movie. Okay. However, well, that, that's his I opinion. I think a few other people happen to be in it, too, but... Well, well it's not even that, like, I've, I've never heard Alan Rickman's take on it or anything, but what I have heard is the writer and director say that it is a Christmas movie. Okay. I think the the 
majority of people at this point are kind of leaning towards calling Die Hard a Christmas movie and accepting that it is. Well, I mean, it's got the the message of, you know, trying to reconnect with your loved ones around the holidays. You're a estranged family, yes, and killing a bunch of would-be pretend terrorists to prove how much you love them. Yes, which is, of course, a common Christmas trope. It's what you do. (laughs) Yes, it is. And of course, you know, uh, now I have a machine gun. Whole, whole, whole. So there's that, you know, with the Christmas hat. It all takes place at a Christmas party. There, I've heard the argument that it could be any, holo- any office party, but like what other office party is going to get like pretty much everyone in the office? Not only that, but uh, as I was reading up on this, an integral part of the plot is the fact that you had everybody in the office in one party and there was virtually nobody else in the building because right. everybody went home. So yeah. it was the perfect opportunity for the villains to strike as it were yes yes and i'm trying to think of what i mean he's got the christmas gift on the uh on the airplane well yeah here's another question the big he's got teddy two bear kids yeah he's got one big teddy bear but he's got two kids only rip it in half and share mm, it yeah <laughs> it's big enough yeah and come on i mean his wife's name is holly yeah holly come on how can that not be a christmas movie exactly there's Christmas music through the whole thing. Yes. I I Perhaps used am ironically. Of the opinion, yeah, I am kind of of the opinion that, that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> so, see, we, we've settled that a lot faster than most people do. <laughs> so I'm I mean, a lot vested in this argument. Yes. <laughs> so, it takes place during Christmas, which is one of our criteria. It, 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 it has, like, the, the lesson of, like, family togetherness and all of that so like is a like some sort of special lesson even necessary i mean i i guess without without that then all of these christmas horror movies would also be considered christmas movies would you consider silent night deadly night and whatever black christmas and i don't even know all the there's probably a ton of other christmas horror movies out there i think uh, terror train is one of them if i remember Mm. right so i don't know like are those christmas movies or are they just movies that take place during Christmas and a, use Christmas themes? It's a fine line, isn't it? It is a fine line. And I don't know what I, I mean. I don't think there's a big risk of any of those movies ending up in our top fives. <laughs> no. <laughs> so maybe we don't even need to answer that question. Yeah, I, I'd say that those movies in general are kind of just borrowing Christmas as a backdrop. Yeah. Well, if you have an opinion on whether Christmas horror movies should be considered Christmas movies, you can give us a call. That number is 818. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so confident starting it out. So. <laughs> I remember the area code. I went with it. Okay. That number is 818 396 changed the. Eight, uh, eights or nines to ones. Know. Go by what Jim said. Don't listen to me. That was again, 818-396-7856 for real. There you go. Yes. Or you can email us at, what, what's our email address? Show. Show at backstage.link. I remember Show that. at backstage.link. Backstage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's if anybody's still listening at this point, because our, I don't even know. <laughs> 
Hey, we have fun. That's what's important. Worst so Die Hard is a Christmas ever. movie. So what about other like uh, action Christmas or like, uh, like uh, uh, Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon takes place partly during Christmas, but I don't think it has the the heart that Die Hard has. What about uh, what's his name? Riggs and well, well okay. So here, here's I'm gonna make kind of a segue. Um, you know, it's a Wonderful Life, well yeah. known generally well you know strongly regarded as a christmas movie even though it takes place over a lengthy period of time if i recall yeah kind of you know climaxes this point where a guy's thinking you know is he better off not being around and uh of course his guardian angel or whatever shows him what life would be like without him in mm -hmm. town and for his family and whatnot well here in lethal weapon you have a protagonist who also you know, is uh, kind of a death seeker and he sort of bonds with his partner and his family and kind of gets taken in by them and maybe finds his reason to live after all. So there is kind of an interesting parallel there. That is true. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking it up now because it's been a long time. And if I butchered I've the storyline, I'm just going by vague memories, having not really seen all of it. Yeah. Uh, so you got a uh, former Green Beret and a f family man. Good God, there's a fourth sequel in development. Ugh. Really? I actually don't know that I've seen any of any of those, to be honest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen all three. I know uh, there's see, one I, with an exploding toilet. That's uh, that's two. It might possibly be the one where the trailer gets shot up on the beach, I think. I don't even remember. All right, so we know, like, Riggs is suicidal. Eventually, that's exciting. Maybe it is a Christmas because I'm like, look, look. A short time later, after visiting his wife's grave, Riggs shares a Christmas Day meal with Murtaugh and his family. Yeah. There you so, go. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of is. It's a wonderful life, isn't it? Except he doesn't go through to see what life is like without him. It's, it's like a little different in that sense. But there's got to be a, an inspiration there. So I guess maybe Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Okay, we'll go with that. All right, so we've accepted that Die Hard is, Lethal Weapon is. What about Gremlins? I go for that one as a Christmas movie because, well, if you think about it, the whole the whole plot gets kicked off based on the fact that a guy is trying to find the perfect uh, gift for his son. And, and keep in mind that this guy is kind of a struggling inventor and his son is sort of kind of handling a lot of the breadwinner duties of the household. And mm -hmm. he wants to get him, you know, this really special one-of-a-kind gift and he gets him the Mogwai. And, of course, terror ensues after that, but I would say that the kind of motivating factor behind what gets the plot going is sort of a Christmassy kind of feeling to it, or at least the the idea of the gift-giving aspect of it, and fortunately how it backfires horribly in this case. Well, okay, so first I should admit up front, I, I've never seen Gremlins. Okay. So that is like one of the... More popular 80s movies that I've never seen. I, see, I yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Christmas stuff, but what about... There's also, if I may how add... How does it end? I feel like the ending is what really kind of determines whether it's a Christmas movie. Okay, well, <laughs> that might be where my argument falls apart a little bit, but there's also some other elements throughout it relating to... You have this sort of uh, stingy rich woman who kind of is the bane of the town's existence kate uh no that's that's billy's girlfriend 
Oh, okay. I think. Yes, that's right. Oh, uh, I see. All Mrs. Right. She Deagle. Hates Christmas because her father went missing. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the summary as you're talking. Right. Uh, Mrs. Deagle. Okay. Is the woman I'm talking about. So she's like the Scrooge of the town. And she kind of, she doesn't really get a chance to repent or anything like that. She kind of just gets her comeuppance. I won't say any more than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ending is, well. It, it doesn't seem like it's a happy ending or anything about like. It's a little no bittersweet. No learned. Well, yeah, actually there is a lesson that is learned. And Which it has what? to do with, you know, taking responsibility for the gifts you're given and not being careless about them. Mm. Eh, it seems like maybe a stretch maybe it's oh a my stretch God. Howie Mandel and Frank Welter doing voices of the gremlins I didn't know that that's right well Howie Mandel was the voice of Gizmo the Mogwai Frank Welker was Stripe yes and probably many of the other gremlins too well uh, no there's a whole list of yeah, Michael Winslow Okay, yeah. The the sound effects guy from yes. uh, Peace, Police Academy, Police Academy. Yep. Jim Cummings who uh Mm-hmm. It's the voice of uh, Winnie the Pooh and now Tigger, too. <laughs> Chuck Jones makes a cameo. That's right, yeah. Steven Spielberg is in it. That I don't remember. Steven Spielberg as man riding recumbent bicycle. Okay, probably blink and you miss him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is listed as a cameo. Oh, anyway, I think I know what part you're talking about, yeah. I, I guess I, uh, I mean, if if you want to call it a Christmas movie, I, I can't really logically argue since i haven't seen it it seems questionable with the ending though like the i think that's something that like i i feel to some extent a christmas movie kind of needs a happy ending okay well this one doesn't qualify then other than you could say that the it it, it reinforces people's caring for one another mm-hmm. they kind of have a somewhat you know warm pseudo family moment towards the end that gets a little bit messed up but uh I won't say any more about that, but. See, I think that's also where uh, Batman Returns falls apart. (laughs) And that is one that I just recently rewatched. So it's kind of fresh in my head and watching it. I'm like, wow, this this really is a Christmas movie, but it doesn't really have a happy. I mean, it's a Batman movie. It can't really have a happy ending. Um, Well, he saved the city, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he saves the city and the, the penguin is killed and but he like. He's trying to convince Catwoman to mend her ways and join him in the forces of good, and then it looks like she dies and turns out at the But she kills one of the villains in the process. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's... Of course, she kind of had a vendetta going on, too, so... Yeah. Does that make her an anti-hero or anti-villain? I get them mixed up. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think the Catwoman character is always a little bit of both. I guess it's anti-hero. Okay. I don't I don't I don't know that there is such a thing as an anti-villain. Now, the it? thing that I really didn't remember about Batman Returns apropos of nothing was Christopher Walken. Yeah. Who's He's one of the in villains. the whole movie and kind of dressed up to look like Beethoven. Like I don't know <laughs> yeah. what's now going on with it. his costuming and that wig and everything. It looked like Beethoven. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah. But I mean, it starts at Christmas with, you know, Pee Wee Herman tossing the, his kid into the uh, river, river, right? Um, which was a, that, that was a weird cameo. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Tim Burton really likes uh, 
Now I'm forgetting Pee Wee Herman's. Uh, Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. Uh, well, really he, likes didn't Paul he Rubens and likes Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But like they had to age Paul Rubens to look right for the part. So I don't know why he didn't just get an older actor to play that. It's like there's no lines. Well, he's kind of had a thing of having sort of his uh, stable of actors that he's gone to, I guess. Yeah. Well, I will say having Paul Rubens in that made way for an excellent role for him when the TV show Gotham came around and he was old enough to be cast as the Penguin's father. In ah. And that was that was really cool. But I digress again. <laughs> a little bit. I digress from my digression. Uh, yeah. So Batman Returns and it has this whole thing of Batman and Catwoman kind of getting together and family and the whole thing of Penguin being abandoned from his family but it, and going it, on this quest to find out where he came from. Yeah, but then they kind of imply that he's always known. But anyway. It seems a little tenuous to me. It, it it does. There's some stuff that's not quite covered in there. I think the movie had multiple writers and got rewritten at one point to reduce the action and build up the character. And I don't think it quite finished one way or the other. The only reason Tim Burton came back to direct the sequel is he was given free reign. Ah. Which is why Batman Returns is a little more Tim Burton-y than the first Batman with Michael Keaton. But again, not my point. We're still talking Christmas. <laughs> so what's the connection there again? <laughs> so it starts in Christmas. Most of the movie seems to be taking place during Christmas, although it's clearly multiple days. That's one thing that's very confusing about the movie. You don't know when it's actually Christmas Day. Well, Christmas activities could be stretched out over a whole month, so it could be I a whole suppose, month. I suppose, but yeah, it starts in a Christmas in the past. It flash forwards to a Christmas tree lighting, so I guess that's probably before Christmas. Usually, that's probably usually a good month or so before Christmas, maybe. Yeah, but it's just kind of unclear as to when Christmas actually is in the movie, but it does play a central theme throughout. There are some like kind of lessons to that start but never quite manifest and then the ending is a bunch of explosions and people dying and i don't think you can call it a christmas movie and militant penguins and militant penguins yes <laughs> but i'm not seeing as much of the connection there i guess but hey I, i've been arguing for gremlins so i don't know yeah i mean i could go either way on batman returns it's kind of like trading places i could go either way on that one too that does take place during Christmas. There is a pretty funny scene with Dan Aykroyd in a Santa suit. Well, with that one, I guess I'd say that it maybe uh, reinforces the concept of, uh, you know, rich and poor and mm -hmm. I, I guess uh, finding, I don't know, <laughs> enjoying what you have or I, I'm probably w totally botching this one. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that as well. But I do feel like it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's not super important that it is Christmas time. But it does kind of check some of the boxes. It's hard to say. I'm going to have to uh, probably abstain on that one. Can I abstain too? <laughs> okay. Why, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on our list. I mean, it, uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Trading Places also employs several conventions of its Christmas setting to highlight the individual loneliness of the main characters, in particular, Winthorpe. 
On Christmas Eve, he humiliates himself in front of his former bosses, unwittingly losing his opportunity for his swap with Valentine to be done by having become a criminal. Uh, attempt suicide. The following day offers a Christmas redemption and a change of fortune as Winthorpe is integrated into the non-traditional family unit of Coleman, Ophelia, and Valentine. There. So, <laughs> I mean, it's got the, 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 the Christmas redemption. I don't know. <laughs> and he gets to find holiday joy in yeah. ways he did not expect that are outside so, of his accustomed lifestyle. I, I guess I could or go something. either way on that one. <laughs> and then there's other ones that just kind of have like some Christmas themes like uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. I feel like that just mostly takes place during Christmas. I've never considered that a Christmas movie. I found it actually on a list more related to New Year's because I think it mm-hmm. begins and ends on New Year's or something. Yeah. I feel that way to like uh, When Harry Met Sally. That's another one that mm-hmm. I think has some Christmas time in it, but it's more of a New Year's thing. Well, uh, the two Jum- kind of are close together, so it's like, guess it inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jumanji is another one that has some Christmas themes to it. Okay. If you say so, but I haven't I d- seen that. <laughs> you haven't seen Jumanji? No. Actually, to be honest, I hadn't seen it until recently. And that's only because I saw the more recent sequels. And I'm like, I should go back to the original. Oh, that's right. I did see one of the sequels. But those had nothing. To, well, that one at least had nothing to do with Christmas. No, it did not. Well, there's actually, th- th- there's a few sequels. <laughs> there there was a sequel to the, like a sort of sequel to the original. And then the newer ones with The Rock. I saw one of those. It's a, it, a Zathura, Zathura, a space adventure is oh, kind that, of a sequel. Oh, I remember that. Didn't see it, but I remember it. I don't think anybody saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so like looking through the. Well, the, they should have the, called the, it Jumanji 2 instead of Zathura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm looking through the, the wiki for it. I don't even think. It Jumanji in space. I don't know. That's pretty much what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, all right, let, let's see. Does the uh, does the Wikipedia page even contain the word Christmas? Let's see. What, for Jumanji? Yes. It contains it. Let's see. During a Christmas party. Yeah, an alternate version of the present. Alan and Sarah are married, expecting their first child. Alan, blah, 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 I mean, their parents and brother, the first time during a Christmas party. There's, I mean, like, I, that. that's pushing it. That's not a Christmas movie. Just kind of an inciting incident. Yeah. And the only one left on our list is The Sound of Music. It's Christmas with the Nazis. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can see some arguments for it because I do believe it does take place during Christmas time, part of it. Okay. If you say so. But th- this is one you're not familiar with. <laughs> no. Because it is a musical and we know from that other podcast. It's also here, like not three hours long. Yeah, isn't it? Let me uh, probably four music. with commercials. <laughs> so, all right, it's, uh, that's musical. like trying to watch the Ten Commandments on television. But people often like consider like Edelweiss or my favorite things. That those are like in Christmas movie compilation. Excuse me, Christmas music compilations. Particularly the my favorite things, and that's got nothing to do with Christmas. Are they really Christmas songs or is it, again, mm-hmm. just an associative kind of a thing? See, I think it might be associative. I don't really know because it's not – I mean, there's nothing in those songs that exactly – that even mention Christmas. Maybe maybe she's just 
singing about our Christmas list. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that you can necessarily get all those things as gifts. Well, it's talking about a few of her favorite things. (laughs) I mean, that's that's what my favorite things is. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny in my own mind. Like, I was in a, a, a jazz band or ensemble in college maybe it was and we mm-hmm. played an instrumental version of my favorite things and that's probably the way that song sticks in my head the most so i don't even know the lyrics was it a christmas concert no it was not <laughs> okay yeah i don't know I, I i don't it's hard to say that that is a christmas movie i mean let's see it came out in march all right, let's let's do the Wikipedia test. Does its page mention Christmas? Aha, since 2002, the film has aired on ABC on a Sunday night prior to Christmas. Yeah, there you see, you see? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's just become a Christmas movie because of that. Right. 15 times since, mostly uh, UK aired around Christmas. So that's the only mention of Christmas. In on its Wikipedia page is when it's often played, so that just gets, yeah, it's it's an association thing, right? So I don't think that counts. I'm not going to count it. No. All right, so that kind of covers, sort of, in a way, <laughs> to what we consider to be Christmas movies. All right. Um, where's where's your your commercial for your album? Oh. <laughs> Shoot, I was supposed to do that. Uh, I don't know. New album by Jim Balseric. (laughs) Smashed on the ground, falling to pieces, whatever it's called. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly can't. Broken something? If it's broke. If it's it's broke. (laughs) The new album by Jim Balseric. If it's broke. (laughs) Climbing the charts. What, What charts? Climbing the imaginary charts. (laughs) All right. So now for the moment you've all been waiting for, or at least if you've stayed tuned this long, maybe you don't. I I don't. (laughs) Best podcast ever. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we're really encouraging people to listen. We suck. (laughs) Keep listening. (laughs) Hey, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're real. We're not like those slick podcast hosts with their, with their fancy voices and, uh, Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. That's not us. We could do that. I suppose we could, but we'd have to have a lot more scripted, I think. (laughs) And a lot less mess, but back to the mess, back to our top five or, uh, yeah, back for our top five, I should say. So I have like, uh, we should start at five, but can I can I do like some honorable mentions? Sure, go ahead. All right, so I have three honorable mentions. I, I had like a list of eight that I listed off the top of my head that were like my top movies, and then I kind of put them in order. And so my, my uh, in no particular order, my honorable mentions include Die Hard, since we determined that was a Christmas movie. Okay. Um. My other two are actually, we, we talked early on about Christmas movies that were just released for screaming, for screaming. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we talked about Christmas movies that were just released for streaming 
and two of mine <laughs> were streaming releases. I was going to say, when did what? a Sam Kinison Christmas come out? <laughs> Sam Kinison Christmas. You know what this is? It's snow. You know what's going to be on ah! now? It's snow. <laughs> anyway, so I believe these were, these were both Netflix, and you can probably still find them on there. One of them is a movie called Jingle Jangle. So it's actually called Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey. It's clearly a Christmas movie. It's it's got uh, Forrest Whitaker, Keegan Michael Key. It, it was it was a very sweet movie, maybe arguably a little too sweet in in spots. Saccharine. It was also pretty funny, kind of. But uh, it's a musical. It's good music. So anyway, yeah, Jingle Jangle: A Christmas Journey, and that was on Netflix. And I do recommend that one if you can tolerate musicals, which, as we know, Jim cannot. The, my <laughs> other <laughs> my other honorable mention goes to another Netflix movie called I, – I don't know how you want to say it. Klaus? Klaus? It's Klaus. It's K-L-A-U-S. That's how I would say Klaus. But, I mean, it's really Claus. So it came out like a few years ago. It's an animated film. And it's actually got Norm MacDonald was in it, which is actually it's his last role, I think, that he had. And it's a pretty funny movie. And it's it's another one of the origin of Santa Claus movies. Mm -hmm. But it's a unique take on that. It's not like everybody else has done it. So that's but another I... really good movie. But anyway, so that's my honorable mentions. You You want to jump in with your number five? Well, uh, actually, <laughs> this will be probably a bit of a coup, but I was going to throw in It's a Wonderful Life as an honorable mention. It wasn't on my oh. top five. Okay. You know, I have I, I take slight pride in this. I have never seen that movie. Okay. Well, that's one I have seen. That, ironically, I have been in it on stage, <laughs> but I have never seen it. Okay. So I was in a stage version of it, but I have never seen the movie. And who were you in the stage version? Uh, I forget. I don't think it was anything that big. I think it was like a, an uncle or something. So wasn't, I had a, wasn't a Clarence or Jimmy Stewart? No. <laughs> like I said, I've never seen the movie. George? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my God, I'm blank. George Bailey. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I did, I, I don't remember what the role was, but I did get to punch out George Bailey. As you do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> All right, so that's your honorable mention. Okay. So should I jump in with my number five? Go ahead. Okay, my number five is the Bill Murray movie, Scrooged. Ah, yes, the retelling of A Christmas Carol for the then modern day. Yes. Now, I had a hard time whether or not this was going to get bumped down to honorable mentions because I don't know that it's aged that well. But I remember for years, I used to like really love that movie and I used to rewatch it a lot. So I felt like it should at least be in there as my number five. It's it's a good retelling of uh, A Christmas Carol, I think, for, little, like you said, the at the time modern audience. It was a little creepy, as I recall, too. It almost kind of had some sort of not quite horror elements to it, but very it, it, it kind of emphasized the macabre aspects of it. Yeah, certainly at parts of it, particularly the, the ghost of Christmas yet to come was exceptionally creepy. As well as the ghost of his partner. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Do what you want to me, but watch the Bacardi. <laughs> anyway, so that's my number five. Okay, yeah, I I haven't seen that one in a while. It was, it, it, 
My recollection of it is kind of a little bit twisted. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, twisted. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay. All right. My number five, and kind of just in general, just a general caveat for my notes, I did uh, my list here. I did kind of stick to, I stuck to movies that one, pretty much all of them, I think, came out in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I tried to think more in terms of, you know, maybe they're not the best movies, but the ones that kind of have stuck with me the most to some degree or that I had the biggest reaction to when I saw them. That's fair. I mean, I don't necessarily, you know, I'm calling them top movies or best movies. I think it's more favorite Christmas movies would be All a right. better way to put it. All right. So for number five, I actually went with Home Alone. Huh. See, I've never really liked that movie. Okay. It's always struck me. My my problem, like, and that's one that we haven't let our son watch yet. You don't want to give him ideas. Well, that's, I I mean, it's, I don't think he's going to get like actual ideas or anything, but the violence in that movie is so like, just like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's really it's a casual approach. Yeah, it's cartoony and it's, it's like this casual approach to violence that would kill these guys multiple times over. Right. It's a live action cartoon, basically. Yes. At that yes. point. I mean, I, I I can appreciate that it's that it's on your list, but not Home Alone two with Donald Trump. Or is that your number four? I, sorry, I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't think right. I even really saw that one. <laughs> I probably saw it at some point. I have not seen the newest one, though. I haven't really seen any of the sequels. I, I, direct to I, streaming was the newest one. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know. The, the, the scene that I that floored me the first time I saw it was the one where he, when the pizza delivery guy shows up and he plays the snippets from the movie like he's a yes. gangster. Yes, yes. Uh, that is a very well-known part. <laughs> All right, so my my number four is the Grinch, the 2018 animated version. Okay. Now, I I admit I have not seen the Jim Carrey version because it just looks too creepy and just too, I don't know, angry and too much just a Jim Carrey movie. I haven't seen it either. I, I do like the Boris Karloff version, but, you know, as we said earlier, that's not a movie. That's a TV special. I know. So. If, that had, if we allowed that on our list, it if we allowed that uh, f- media forum as a... If we allowed that format, then it probably very well could have ended up on my list. Yeah, and it might have ended up on mine, too. And I know people are like, well, once they did that, they don't need to make any other versions of it. And they all suck and blah, blah, blah. Well, honestly, I went into The Grinch 2018. I went to see that. That was actually the first movie that my son saw in a theater. Uh, And I took him to that. And I went in with incredibly low expectations just because I'm like, well, you know, they're not going to top Boris Karloff. This is pointless. But it was a really it was kind of a different take, slightly different. I mean, it's the same basic story, but I thought they did a really good job with it. I mean, it's not the best movie ever made or by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's good and it's enjoyable and it's a nice, happy, comfortable, like a warm cup of cocoa sort of Christmas movie. Um, I'm going to preface the rest of my list in saying that I notice that there's definitely sort of a, a cynical streak in many of these for me. <laughs> oh God, is the ref on there? No, <laughs> I'm just thinking okay. like maybe, maybe what's, what sticks out to me is kind of an appealing factor for many of the movies I picked is the fact that they do sort of have a, like a, yeah, I mean, they, 
tend to have their heart in the right place in some respects, but they're not afraid of kind of mocking elements of the holidays mm, and like dark Christmas sort of stuff. Well, just, right, well then there may not be any overlap then because most of mine are sweet. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's your four? My number four was a Christmas story. Okay. That is one movie that I just hate. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand the appeal of that. I know it is not popular to hate on that movie, but man, I've watched it a couple of times. I'm just like, I don't find it funny. I, okay. I just don't think it's funny. I mainly think of it from the respect, from the aspect of Aaron and I are still quoting lines from it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's Italian. It's fragile. And uh, fudge. Yeah, it's not even an original oh, joke. fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. Okay, that's a wrap. But like the fragile thing, like I don't think that's their joke even. Well, it's like what I've been around. Right. Well, I, I mean, yeah. That's what I associate it with, I guess. That's That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, my number three, this is actually the only one that was made before I was born, although it's been remade since I've been born several times. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. There have been several that I have seen other remakes of and everything, but to me, the 1947 version is the version. It's the only black and white movie on my list, obviously, since the rest are made in my lifetime, although I suppose some black and white movies have been made in my lifetime, but regardless... It's just, it's another movie that's just kind of a warm cup of cocoa sort of thing. The only other warm cup of cocoa movie I have on my list, for the record. <laughs> it's its just super sweet. It, it's just a good movie. It's a feel-good movie. Ah, maybe I'm, uh, like I said, maybe I still have this cynical streak thing going on. I can't, t- it could be. I can't handle warm and f- touchy-feely. Yeah, there's also a, uh, a, a radio play version of that movie that was done I don't know when it was done, but, it, you know, with the original cast or at least with the Santa cast. And we always used to listen to that when when we would drive up to family for Thanksgiving, which normally we still do, but we won't get into that whole thing from this year. Regardless, that would be the day after Thanksgiving driving home. I would always listen to the radio version of Miracle on 34th Street. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number three. All right. My number three, <laughs> since we are allowing the controversial list, was Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was, like I said, I put that in as an honorable mention. But uh, yeah, I, I can see it. It's a, it's a really good movie. We we kind of talked it to death, but uh, infinitely quotable, of course. yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brief segue. yippee ki Mr. Falcon. Yes, thank you. Uh, the TV <laughs> edit of Die Hard 2. Yes. And the best part was that they actually had to artificially make a reference to Mr. Falcon somewhere in an earlier scene so that that redubbed line made some sense, even though it still made no sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number two, coming in at number two. Uh, This one could be on your list, I suppose, because it's a little cynical, at least. Elf. Uh, It was not on my list. Uh, Have you seen that one, at least? Will Ferrell? I can't remember if I did. That's just a really good movie. That's Will Ferrell at his... It just, it makes sense. Apparently, they were... It was originally supposed to be Jim Carrey. Okay. And I forget why he was replaced, but yeah, that was Will Ferrell. It's just... It's a really kind of a classic Christmas movie that was made, just happened to be made in the modern age. 
and it really plays well. It holds up really well. Just Ed Asner as Santa Claus is terrific. It's just, yeah, altogether, really great movie. And if you haven't seen Elf, by all means, see it. I'm thinking I didn't. Then take the time. All right. You got a week. Well, not quite a week till Christmas. If you have time, I would highly recommend Elf. It's just, it's very silly. And yeah, it is kind of sweet and saccharine and has those moments to it. But it's just so, like, Will Ferrell, it just makes it so nice and dumb in a good way. Well, would I still enjoy it even if I'm not really his biggest fan? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I still think it's worth a watch, at least. All right. I'll take but that it is, under it's, it's dumb. It's dumb comedy. Don't walk into it expecting anything profound. <laughs> it's dumb comedy and sweet Christmas syrup. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm puckering. <laughs> I said syrup, not sour. <laughs> All right. It's Anywho. Over to me now for number two, right? Yes. Okay. My number two was Gremlins. <laughs> Big shock. Like I said, never seen that one, so I can't really comment on that. Wow, we've I had like, we decided. Wait, did we decide that wasn't? A, oh no, I, I, that's right. I said I couldn't really. Vote you couldn't really it. comment on it, and I argued that it was. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> and we probably talked it to death, but yeah. Uh, I think what amuses me, having rewatched it in the last few years, is you know all the rules that are given, like at the beginning of the movie. Pretty much all just go out the window in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's like, it's (laughs) like almost going out of your way to do, (laughs) to not do the things or to do the things you were not supposed to do. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of like, well, there wouldn't be a movie if we didn't do this. I know, but it's maybe, maybe it's more of a critique I have about the pacing, Mm -hmm. but I suspect the reason for it is just, they had to get to the villains as soon as they quickly as they could. So. I guess, but I mean, it it clearly didn't bother you that much if it made it up to number two on your list. I know. Well, a lot of that is sentimental. I first saw Mm -hmm. it in the movie theater when I was six. I had a gizmo doll when I was a kid, and I had gremlin stickers on my closet door. Is that rated? What was that rated? PG? Well, this was, I think, one of the last movies to come out right before the PG-13 rating existed. That was one of the reasons they made a PG-13, Probably, (laughs) yeah. That and Temple of Doom, I think. Yeah, that just doesn't seem all that appropriate for a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I went to see Ghostbusters and Gremlins in the same year. Ghostbusters isn't as bad. I don't, I mean, again, I haven't seen Gremlins, so I don't really know. But Ghostbusters, like, you know, I'm pretty sure we showed that to my kid when he was six. Well, I was, I've said this before, I was terrified of it when I was six. Of Ghostbusters? Yes. But not Gremlins? No, oddly enough. <laughs> huh. All right, fair enough. All right, so my number one Christmas movie. Drum roll, please. This, to me, is one of two perfect films ever made. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Oh, another uh, Scrooge Christmas Carol reference. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is just a straight adaptation, and it's a very faithful adaptation for the most part. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's Muppets, so you can only get so faithful. They did you know, make Marley into two characters so they could cast Statler and Waldorf. (laughs) But, uh, so have you seen the Muppet Christmas Carol? No. Do you like the Muppets? Somewhat. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you're a Muppet guy or not. I, I've always loved the Muppets. I, I think I just came of age at the right time with the Muppet show on. And the, I didn't. The cause... first Muppet movie and all of that. I yep. remember seeing that in the theater. That is the first and last time I have seen a movie in the front row of the theater. Because <laughs> I, I went in to see that movie and I think I had friends from camp there and they're like, oh, come sit with us. And they sat in the front row. And by the end of that movie, even as young as I was, my neck was killing me. You're talking about the it's Muppet movie, too. right? The Muppet movie, yes. Okay. The original was yeah. in 1979. Is that right? Sounds about right. Yeah. Regardless, yes. So The Muppet Christmas Carol is actually the the first Muppet movie. It was the fourth Muppet movie. They had uh, the Muppet movie, the Great Muppet Caper, and the Muppet State Manhattan. Manhattan. And then there was the Muppet Christmas Carol, and it was the first Muppet movie after Jim Henson's passing. Right. So the first one to, I think it was Steve Whitmire did Kermit the Frog's voice in that. Um, but yeah, so it was the first one after his passing. It was written by Jerry Jewell, who did a whole lot of the Muppet stuff and Fraggle Rock and all of that. It's just, so I don't, I, I mean, if you can tolerate the Muppets, if you like them at all, I would really, really recommend the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's just so well done. They have Gonzo playing Charles Dickens so that he's telling the story. Okay. Which just works really well to kind of have it be more faithful to the story. And Michael Caine as Scrooge literally said that he was playing it like he was doing something for the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> he doesn't crack a smile. He doesn't get it all Muppety or anything <laughs> like that. He plays it seriously for the whole movie. He doesn't play it like somebody shoving a hand up his butt. <laughs> I think that would be a little different than Muppet. <laughs> um, and and but, pulls uh, on his arms. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's the ghost of Christmas past. Yay! yay! <laughs> so, yeah, they they do new Muppets for all of the ghosts. They don't use any of the existing Muppet characters for those. The existing Muppet characters are in different places, which just works well. It's just it's just so good. Like there's nothing I would change about that movie. Now, that said, there was a song that was removed from the movie at one point. Disney Plus just inserted it back in, so it's the first time that I've seen the movie with that song in it. And I I can't tell you whether it's an improvement or makes it worse. <laughs> I think mostly it's an improvement because it does it it aids the whole plot line. It, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it if you haven't seen it. But I would probably recommend you watch it with that song in it. It's only like an extra two minutes. And yes, it is a musical. Ah! But it's a Muppet musical, so okay. take that for what it's worth. <laughs> it's mostly Muppets singing. Got it. I assumed. Yes. So that's my number one. Okay, well, <laughs> we had absolutely zero overlap on our lists. Except for you had Die Hard, and I had that in my honorable mention. Right, okay, well. <laughs> but the actual list, The top yes. five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. All right. Well, I'm going to guess you're going to hate this movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number one was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> so I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate that movie. It's been a very long time since I've seen it. Surprisingly. So I was a big fan of the vacation movies while they were coming out. Right. Uh, like a couple of years ago, 
I rewatched the original National Lampoon's Vacation, mm-hmm. which I loved. I used to love that movie. When I rewatched it, I'm like, wow, this is so bad. <laughs> like, it was really quotable and fun, and I thought at the time a great movie, but man, was it not a good movie. Still quotable. But right. I, I had that up on more of a pedestal. Christmas Vacation, I haven't seen in a really, really long time. I know my sister loves that movie and quotes it a lot. And I I have seen like a few, rewatched a few scenes from it that I do enjoy. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Randy Quaid's enough of a turnoff for me to uh, <laughs> stay away from that now. <laughs> well... Putting putting anything associated with the actors aside from the characters, <laughs> yes. his character is pretty entertaining. Yeah, this is true. Merry Christmas, shitter's full. <laughs> He's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. Best thing to do is once he lays in you, just let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can I can accept that. All right, I mean, thanks. it's no Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, all right. I'm surprised you didn't ask me what my other perfect movie is. What is your you other perfect that? movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Yes. Interesting choice. That that to me is the other movie that I would not change anything in. Okay. Hey, here's a, here's. I a, won't uh, argue with that. <laughs> here's just a side recommendation that's completely random, but uh, if you ever get a chance, w- rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark and tune your television to black and white. Okay. <laughs> it is filmed like a black and white movie. Interesting the contrast and everything it really holds up well it it, it's filmed as a black and white movie that just happens to have color huh so on that note we wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year and that's our show So what movies would you recommend for New Year's watching? I don't know that I have any good New Year's movies. I, I have a Christmas, not a Christmas special. I have, obviously, I have a New Year's special that I do watch every year. And that is? Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Ah. For some reason, I just got really attached to that. And I ended up buying it a number of years ago, like a streaming version. I guess that's not is it streaming if you buy it? No, it's digital. So I own I own it digitally. But you don't really own it. Yeah, technically not, but <laughs> we won't get into that whole thing. So yeah, I, I always love watching Rudolph's Shiny New Year. How about you? I don't... There's really not a particular New Year's movie, like a movie that's kind of tied to New Year's that really sticks out to me. Oh, wait, what about mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> happy new year (laughs) see he says it right in it he he does that's true i mean there are other you know we were talking earlier like when harry met sally and yeah uh Uh, bridget jones's Jones's diary diary that kind of happened but i mean is there anything that you like traditionally watch there used to be like There used to be, uh, Uh but it has nothing directly to do with New Year's. It was just when it happened to be on. I think AMC used to have on New Year's Day 
Three Stooges marathons, and I would watch that sometimes. <laughs> Man, I, I I know you're not a Stooges my, fan, but no, I grew up it, with it. It's funny, like my Stooge fandom was very fleeting. I think every guy at some point is a fan of the Three Stooges, and a lot of them remain it. But I kind of grew out of the Three Stooges and into the Marx Brothers. Well, I appreciate where, them too, of course. Yeah, but I feel like the Marx Brothers have that same slapstick comedy as the Three Stooges, but they also have an intellectual side. I always like when there's like a, a dichotomy there. And right. You can get silly and stupid, but you can also like have intelligent jokes. Right. I think it's one of the reasons like I like uh, Steve Martin as well. Does yeah, a really good job yeah. with that. I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, the Three Stooges I just kind of grew out of because I'm like, all right, yeah, they can do the slapstick, but can they actually string much of a plot together? I didn't care. Not, not that the Marx <laughs> Brothers. I, I, I shouldn't say that. The Marx Brothers movies are not exactly uh, heavy on plot. High, high concept. Yeah. But Groucho's <laughs> sense of humor is a little more. Yeah. Has, has some highbrow moments. Yes. Or not even highbrow. I don't know. Regardless. So, yeah. Acerbic wit. <laughs> so, so, yes, Three Stooges. Marathon, random. Marathon. I don't know that they, oh, st- they they used to do uh, MythBusters marathons on New Year's too. Did they? Yeah. Though it was I don't know the if they one still year, the one year I think the f- the f- year that we got our cats and we're, they were kittens, and I was home with them a mm-hmm. lot, trying to get them accustomed to the house and bonding with them and stuff. I think they were running through a marathon of playing every MythBusters episode because it was heading up into their final season, right? And <laughs> so, like over the whole holiday, wait. they pretty much ran every episode in order. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you were trying to bond with your kittens by watching Mythbusters? Well, Did they enjoy that? <laughs> I should they were say big that, fans. I should say that the two events were just occurring simultaneously. They had nothing to do with one another directly. Oh, okay. That so you, you, while, you while weren't I bonding was, over Mythbusters. No, no, no. While I you was- You were bonding with Mythbusters. Bonding with well, the kittens. With, yeah, while I was bonding with the kittens, I- <laughs> Wanted to have something on to watch on TV, so I just happened to have that on, and because it was running straight through for like two weeks or so. And would you say are are they more of a Jamie or an Adam? <laughs> I I think they're asleep, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but when they're awake, um, I'd say one of them is a little bit more like a Jamie, and the other's more mm. like an Adam. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, Anywho. that that mar- that marathon and Three Stooges marathon. So there was really mm-hmm. no particular movie per se. I'll tell you one thing that I kind of avoided, like the plague after a while, the Mummers Parade. I see. Not being a Philadelphia area native, I just don't get the Mummers. At I don't. All. I don't get it either. And I am arguably a native. I feel like it. it do you think it might die out? Uh, yeah, when they stopped giving uh, band lessons for uh, saxophones and um, <laughs> the other instruments, xylophones and other instruments that they play in the string bands. It's just so odd. <laughs> but I mean, like, I have no problem with like a, you know, a New Orleans Mardi Gras parade. No, and- I mean, the music, prob- the music I do not mind at all. I think it's just the, the big, brightly pastel-y, feathery costumes that just disturbed me. But is that any different than like a Mardi Gras parade? I suppose not when you put it that way. I didn't really think uh, of it that way, but I don't know. It just it, it, it's there's just something a little off putting. At any rate, and no I, offense if anybody likes them or anybody <laughs> happens to be if you're not a mummer for me. and you listen to us, please don't stop listening. We don't we don't <laughs> hate it. the mummers. They drew the line. 
that's like our our one listening like little enclave was within the mummers and now <laughs> that's it they just talk shit on the mummers <laughs> we're done with them well regardless we do hope you have a happy christmas and a happy new year or whatever winter holidays you choose to observe well hi am <laughs> i don't think that's a hanukkah thing oh good uh that's just like saying cheers. i am <laughs> yeah. less than me at any rate <laughs> anywho so we'll see you more next year we're what we're six episodes in now we made it a half a year oh my god i know stunning. wow we'll <laughs> i don't think i even remember some, half of them <laughs> we'll hopefully have some more scripted content coming your way and uh yeah we got to work on that maybe start to figure out what we're doing with this podcast and get a little more structure to it or maybe find, not i don't know let us know voice. if you like this the let us know if you like the lack of structure or you want us to have more structure or let us know and let us know you're listening because i haven't been checking the numbers on this i assume nobody but my wife is listening Colossal so, waste of so time. Uh, hi gina <laughs> hi gina and we'll see you next year bye bye